The accounts you'll hear on Parsha Stories are original adaptations of the weekly Parsha. Enjoy! Come find out how the world began, how God created the sea and the land. You'll meet the Avod and the Imahod and a pillar of salt named Deshavlod. Mitzrayim's got a lot of wheat, find out why in Bereshit. This week's Parsha is Chaye Sarah, which translates to the life of Sarah, but strangely begins by telling us that Sarah, unfortunately, has died. And whenever a loved one or someone special in our lives die, it is a great honor to bury their bodies with respect and dignity. And Abraham knew that, and so after Sarah dies, the first thing he does is he seeks out a wonderful, beautiful piece of land that will become her burial ground, the place that he can always go and visit her tomb, and one day the place where he would lie and rest next to her as well when his life ends. And he hears about this wonderful cave in the city of Chet. And in Chet, everyone there knows about Avraham because at this point, his fame, his fortune, his legacy has spread all throughout Canaan and he is respected by everyone. So he comes to Chet and it's a big occasion that the great Avraham has come to Chet and everybody comes to him and says, Oh, we are so sorry. We are so sorry. The great Avraham, we can't believe that your wife, Sarah, the wonderful Sarah Imenu, who also herself had wonderful qualities. We've heard that she died. How can we help you? What brings you to our city of Chet? And Avraham says, well, as you obviously know, my wife, Sarah, has died, and I need a place for her to be buried, and I've heard that you have good places for people to be buried. And one of the people of Chet, a man by the name of Ephron, says, I actually have the most perfect cave for you. It's in a perfect location. You would love it. And Avraham, you are so wonderful. I would like to, as a gift to you, in your honor and in the memory of your wife, Sarah, I'd like to give you this gift, the land and the cave inside of it, my land, my cave that will now be yours, the cave of Machpelah. And Avraham says, Ephron, thank you very much for the offer. I would love for Sarah to be buried there in the cave of Machpelah, but I cannot accept your offer I would like to pay at full price. I don't want anyone to have any questions about how I got this cave. I'd like to pay you full price and for you to write me a receipt. No, he doesn't actually say that he wants a receipt, but the point is he says, I want everyone to know that I have paid full price for this cave and there would be no question. And Ephron says, of course, of course, I understand. The full price of this cave is 400 shekels. But for you, Avraham, 200 shekels. 
I can't possibly ask you for any more than 200. Knowing that Sarah is going to be buried here, that is worth more than any amount of money could possibly bring me. What good is money to me when all that matters is honor and dignity and knowing that Sarah is buried here? And Abraham says, no, I really must insist. I'm going to pay the full price. Here's 400 shekels. You say that's what it's worth. So here's 400 shekels. And this will forever be my cave, my family's cave, the place where all of our burials will happen. Now, after Sarah dies and Abraham buries her in the cave of Machpelah, Abraham begins to think about the future. And during Parshat HaShavua this week, I explained a whole story about how Abraham sends his servant Eliezer to Haran to find a wife for his son Yitzchak. And Eliezer finds Rivka, which means that Yitzchak and Rivka will be the next generation of the Avot and the Imahot. And in this week's Parsha, we learn a little bit about Yitzchak. When I picture Yitzchak, and I've told this to the students on Monday, when I picture Yitzchak, I picture him walking through the fields of wheat like this. la di da di da la di da di da He's just a very simple person who is easily influenced. That's why Abraham doesn't send Yitzchak to find his own wife. That's why Yitzchak never leaves Canaan. He is the only one of all of the Avot and Imahot to never have been in any other land other than Canaan. He is born in Canaan. He spends his entire life in Canaan. And spoiler alert, in a couple of weeks, he's going to die in Canaan. He is nice. He is kind. And God obviously appreciates Yitzhak because one day Yitzhak is walking in the fields in the afternoon. La-di-da-di-da. And God calls to Yitzchak and says, Yitzchak, la di da God? And God says, Yitzchak, I have made a covenant with your father, Abraham, and it is now your turn. And Yitzchak says, okay. And God says, I promised your father, Abraham, this land. I promised your father, Abraham, fame, fortune, wealth, and I promised him as many children and descendants as there are stars in the sky and grains of sand on the shore. And Yitzchak, yes, God, Yitzchak, I'd like to offer you that same covenant, that same promise, that same deal, that if you agree to spread the word about there being one true God, that I will give all of those things to you as well. Do you agree, Yitzchak? To which Yitzchak says, Okay, God, whatever you say.
and then he goes off into the field. La ti da ti da. And that's when he meets Rivka. She falls off the camel. They fall in love and they start their lives together. Now we started this week's parsha Chaye Sarah with the death of Sarah, and it ends with the death of Avraham. And even though Avraham actually remarries after Sarah dies and somehow manages to have six more children, even the great influential Avraham dies as well. And his first two sons, Yitzchak and Yishmael as well, gather together and bury their father in the cave of Machpelah, right next to his beloved wife, Sarah. It is truly a very special moment of reconciliation because Yitzchak and Yishmael never seem to have any problem with each other. The problem always seemed to have been between Hagar and Sarah, but Yitzchak and Yishmael Though they've lost touch and they've gone in separate directions, they both have great honor and respect for their father, Avraham, and they show him that honor and respect by fulfilling the great task of laying him in his final resting place. Yitzchak was not one for fighting. He really seems to have gotten along well with nearly everyone. His life does not have that much drama to it. That is, of course, until it's time for Yitzchak and Rivka to have children of their own, at which time things become very dramatic. But I'll have to save that story for next week's podcast, Parsha. Shabbat Shalom.